on this episode of Why Watch That. You get Superman with Stubble, you get Bubba, you get, you know, Apreski and all of that yeah. stuff. Kryptonite or Kryptonhammer. Oh my gosh. In my brain, I have to constantly tell myself, ignore that he had children with a human. I just have to remind myself, <laughs> how did this happen? Wait, so, why do you say that? He is an alien. Don't be so cynical, Raf. You're ruining You're it for everyone. You're the one who said that Superman couldn't have any children. I am tired of people who have jobs to do having others telling them not to do it because you need to spend time with me. I'm your son. I'm your wife. Grow up. Yeah. He is a pimp. So well, there you go. among other things. <laughs> Listeners, he's not pimping. Oh, no, he, he is a pimp. He's a pimp. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here uh -oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Buonanotte! Oh, buonanotte, come stai? Oh, sono bien. No, I don't think you can say I am well, can you? Sono bien? Sto, uh, sto. Sto bene. Sto bene. I am not exclaiming that my Italian is wonderful, so we will get to the point. <laughs> but I did want to just say, listeners, the critic and I are brushing up on some languages that we've learned in the past <laughs> and then learning new ones. And um, the Italian is rusty Ooh, um, on my end. Yes. Now, we're doing a TV talk, and we've got some pretty big stuff happening here. I mean, one of these things is so huge that people's heads literally exploded mm -hmm. at that finale because a lot happened. Oh. And then we've got some highly anticipated, shall we say, iterations because... There's going to be more than one yeah. person telling story, along with a much anticipated um, return of a superhero that we've learned to love over the many, many, many decades. So let's jump right in. We've got three series premieres, and one of them is on HBO called Bear Town. I've seen some of the advertisement towards this, but I don't know much about it. And I think, Critic, we need to establish that this is on HBO. If you have HBO, you have HBO Max. 
And I know we do this a lot, but I still get questions and mainly it's from my family. So I don't know if everybody <laughs> else is on board, but they didn't know that they, they have HBO, but I'm like, oh, you guys should download the HBO Max app. And I'm like, oh, we don't have that. And we're not paying for that. We're already paying for HBO. I'm like, you're already paying for it. So it's, it's, it's this long conversation. So just so that we're all on the same page, listeners, if you have HBO and you're subscribing to that, no matter how you're doing that, if you're getting the extra, some people add it on to services like their Amazon um, right. services or their Apple TV mm-hmm. um, services. You, if you, if you are doing that, you have access to HBO's full library, along with Warner Brothers full library of most of the stuff, at least. Mm-hmm. And Bear Town is one of the offerings on HBO that's going to show up on your HBO Max app. Exactly. So whatever's on HBO is on HBO Max, plus, like the ref is saying, mole. Now, for Bear Town, we are wherever we are in Scandinavia. It's another one of the Scandinavian shows. So HBO has this. They yep. have the investigation going on right now. And this is based on a novel um, of the same name. So it centers around hockey. This is very important in this town. And we have a family who's coming from Canada back home. And the father, Peter, had a career as a hockey player, a professional hockey player in the NHL and Canada and all of that. So he's coming back. He has his wife and he has his two kids. And uh, what happens is he becomes the coach of a hockey team of teenagers. That's what they are. Now, Whoa. this is, is this seri- a comedy. It is not a comedy. Oh, OK. <laughs> now, this is serious. <laughs> this is serious business, rep. Serious business. And he even pushes out another coach because he wants to coach a certain team. Like, this oh. is serious stuff. So okay. people are going to be like, what? And there is one player in particular whose name is Kevin. He sees him and he's the one he wants to coach. He has okay. potential. Now, Kevin lives across the way from Peter's family. And Kevin catches the eye of Peter's daughter, Maya. Oh, no. They're looking at each other across the way. Because, <laughs> you know, Kevin is is practicing outside his little hockey and she's looking and she goes oh. over to have a conversation, but he spots her first and he says something to his friend. His friend is looking at him like, that's the coach's daughter. Uh-oh. Now, not good. It is not. Now, Kevin's father and Peter have history. I won't give away what that is, but when Peter comes back, Kevin's father acts like he doesn't exist. Dang. So this is one part of the whole show. It's like a hockey, you know, team coaching kind of, you know. Friday Night Lights, but in Scandinavia. There you go. Or Sweden, wherever we are. Wherever we are. Yeah, that is Scandinavia. So, you know, I think it is Sweden. Now, that sounds like a good show, right? There you go. And I enjoyed those parts of it. But Why do they call it Bear Town? Well... That's not the whole show. And Beartown is the place they're in as well. Uh, that's the translation of the name in their language, Got which it. is Bjornstad. Ooh. So if you watch Vikings, you, you know, Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah. Thing, which is bear. Now, to start the series, there are two people running in the snow, in the mountains. Running. Why? It is a life death. So take what I just said. This is how it starts. You're like, what am I watching? Then they cut to the story I just gave you. 
Now, as of taping, I've seen uh, the first two episodes. <sighs> Something really bad happens. I won't give it away. Oh, it took a really turn. Really bad. Because one of the kids on the team, um, you know, he's from an immigrant family. You see that whole thing, how he's treated. He witnesses something mm. that's not good. And we'll see how it goes. So the question for this show is, can they juggle like just regular hockey thing with a building tragedy that has nothing to do with that? So far, I didn't mind it. it it's all it, like logically, it doesn't make sense. But when you're watching, you're like, oh, like. I don't know that I want to be in this show. I might want to be in the other, but this other one, the the really tough show you're doing, I mean, it's being executed in a way that makes sense, even though it's hard to watch. So we'll see what comes of this. Of course, you have to read subtitles. We always suggest that we do not suggest the dub. Um, I didn't mind doing that. Like the ref said, it's Friday night lights-ish. Would I put it on the same level as that? No, but it is well, good especially so if you're far. dealing with this other yeah catastrophic thing that we don't know about. What in the world? Yeah, and well, but you like what I will say is that like the history between the people, you feel it before they say it. So that is a credit okay. to the show so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is on HBO, so that means it's episodically. You can't binge. So, you know, I don't, you said you saw the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. Listeners, you're just going to have to kind of either start and wait each week or maybe just wait until, it's only like five episodes, so it's not like a long time to wait. That's right. You can binge it all on HBO Max, which is a free (laughs) resource to you if you already have HBO. All right, enough of that. Speaking of Warner Brothers, let's move to CW. Now, do these appear on HBO Max as well? We're going to talk about Superman and Lois, so it doesn't appear. So you can't depend on everything. Just what's on HBO is definitely 100% going to be on HBO Max. Maybe not all of Warner Brothers' uh, offerings. Superman and Lois. Oh, my gosh. They're returning back to TV in a different way. Now... We, if you think about it, Superman started in what the 50s, 60s, or whatever. There was cartoons and things, and then it more obviously it started in the comic books. I mean, we know that, but I mean, mm-hmm. in this medium, we moved on to the 80s, the brilliant first and second Superman that <laughs> came to the big screen where Christopher Reeves, who he did more than three, Richard Pryor was in, you know, a couple of them, another third one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's Come just... on now. When you get, Are we when talking you get about Superman it? with stubble. We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you get Superman with stubble, you get Bubba, you get, you know, Apreski and all of that yeah. stuff. Kryptonite. Oh, a Kryptonite hammer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then we moved on to other things, obviously, you know, other forms of the movies. But specifically for television, Dean Kane was Superman. And then it went on and and, and there was the adventures of that and Lois mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. It was more of a procedural, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, okay. Yeah. I, you, Terry Hatcher, right? Wasn't Terry Hatcher in yes, there with him? Terry yeah. Hatcher. Okay. Terry Hatcher. And then we moved to what I think is our generations, um, which is Smallville. We grew up on Smallville, and yeah. Smallville was the 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 years that Superman was in mm-hmm. um, Smallville. Yeah, in a little town, didn't have he had his powers, but you know they waited to the last to show him, him flying. We're just Did like, you oh, watch my Smallville God. ref. 
I did. Okay. I, no, mm-hmm. no, I didn't watch Smallville like um, religiously. Like mm-hmm. I kept, I, I dipped in and out. The first two seasons for sure. Yeah. Like a hundred percent for sure. And then I think that was when we crossed over to being in college. Like I, or I feel like there was a. Um, yes. We lost it because we were growing out of that de- demographic, um, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And but it was huge, huge success. And then we had something else in between. We won't talk about that. But Superman and Lois <laughs> is now back on the appropriate. You know, it's it's Warner Brothers. It's on the CW. In that way, I think Smallville was on CW mm-hmm. or whatever and, it was. Was it the WB? You would know because I didn't oh, watch Smallville. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it was called the WB. It mm-hmm. was not called CW then. And um, now we have Superman and Lois. They're back. We're never getting rid of Superman or Spider-Man or anybody. Like, just every generation will have their thing. And the question to you is, is this going to be this generation's thing? You know? Or is it going to fizzle out? Right. Um, Well, the CW thinks it will be. They've already renewed it for season two um, after two episodes. I think it was before the second episode aired, right before they released that. Now, like I said, I didn't watch Smallville. I did watch Lois and Clark. I think you would like Smallville the first. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to put on your list. Okay. The first two to three seasons. Now, mm-hmm. I know we're going to get some hate from that because everyone's like, oh, you're lying. It was great. You know, it was amazing. But <laughs> yeah. again, I grew, I started to grow out of that demographic. Yes. So yeah, gotcha. So, you know, this Superman and Lois, like the ref is saying, is on CW. So they have to, you know, go to their audience, which is young. Um, so here's how they do it. Superman and Lois are married and they have two twin sons who are teenagers. That's okay. how they do it. Well, that's different. That's different. And we haven't seen the married Superman. Right. And you know, my in my brain, I have to constantly tell myself, ignore that he had children with a human. I just have to remind <laughs> myself, how did this happen? Let's just keep moving. Wait, so, why do you say that? He is an alien. How does alien DNA go with human DNA to create a human something? It's impossible. That's why I said I have to turn my brain off because I start going through the science. Okay, exactly. How did that work? What's He's human enough. He's, He's not human, human at all. He's human enough. He has two arms, a heart. We know yeah. that. Uh-huh. He has a respiratory system that is, works yeah. crazily. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, for me, I have to, like, go, okay, they didn't explain that. I will ignore it. So I'm not coming for them on that. I understand. We got to tell stories. We don't have time for that. It's just that's my personal problem. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So here's what happens. Superman's mother. Superman. Superman is still living Living? in Smallville. Okay. But Superman and Lois and the kids, they are in uh, Metropolis. So they, I won't tell you how, I won't tell you why, decide to move back to Smallville. This was a wish of Superman's mother. She wanted him to come back. So he comes back, he takes over the family farm, all of that. Now, I mean, they have lives back in the big city, right? He saves the world many times. I mean, how does he have time to... Well, you can do that from anywhere, you know, but uh, (laughs) what you can't do, maybe, is what Lois does. She's a hotshot reporter. A reporter living in small. (laughs) But they do have a little newspaper ref. 
Okay, and somebody from the newspaper sees her and says, hey, if you ever want to write anything for us. (laughs) Now, just staying on Lois's storyline since I'm here, there is this, you know, multi-billionaire tycoon guy that she doesn't like. She doesn't like him at all. She has seen his devious ways in the past, and she's trying to warn the people of Smallville because he's coming there to offer them all these jobs and everything else that they give him, you know, what a businessman would want. She's trying to warn them. Do they listen? Also, what is really the connection between Lois and this man? I won't Mm. give that away. Now, Superman, (laughs) he, like the ref is saying, of course, as we know, is saving the world. He's doing all of that stuff. But his sons don't know that he's Superman. Oh, my gosh. This is just, I cannot. Because when he was a kid, you know, dealing with powers, all of that, he doesn't want to saddle that with them. Plus, they don't know whether their sons have any powers or not. They do. They they don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> do they Do they not? You know. So I say, <laughs> if it's going to go past one season, they better. Well, uh, they're going to yeah, be exactly. enemies. They're gonna and it's on the CW. Enemies. You know, yes. uh, yeah, anyway. Some drama. We need drama. Don't be so <laughs> cynical, Raph. You're really You're it for everyone. You're the one who said that the Superman couldn't have any children. <laughs> you put us on this path. So, there is, of course, a major villain. Where's this, Luke's? Well, I'm not going to say who. Oh. There is a major villain who's after Superman and knows Superman, and Superman doesn't know this person. What is this person up to? Is it just a normal villain stuff? Or does this person have a reason to come for Superman? Now, Lois's father works for like the military and all of that stuff. So he and Superman do this stuff together. So you'll see what comes of that. Now for the twin sons, they're teenagers. They come to Smallville, something happens. Now, the thing is, we talked about, do they have powers or not? One of the sons is just a great athlete. He, as a freshman in high school, is going to be on the varsity football team. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Maybe he's the one with powers. And the problem really for Clark is if one of his sons has powers and the other doesn't, that's uncomfortable. So let's try to sweep it under the rug. But of course, you know that you can't do that. I won't tell you exactly how they're going to develop that. And I'll tell you, as you go through, it might not be what it seems So watch out. Now, as a review, I don't mind this, which isn't a bad thing for me. I will say that. There are parts of it where I go, ugh. Like the whole teenage angsty stuff, I don't care. Like like them having powers possibly is interesting, but them being teenagers and ooh, dead and all that other stuff, I don't see it. I'm cynical. Well, you know, and I didn't say I wasn't as well. Now, (laughs) Now, the other thing is I am tired in every form, every genre, everywhere of people who have jobs to do, having others telling them not to do it because you need to spend time with me. I'm your son. I'm your wife. Grow up. Okay. Watch Girl 6. What did Susan Batson say? Grow up. Oh my gosh, we've lost it. But here's what I will say. Actually, getting into the second episode, the lowest storyline with the tycoon, that was the one that interested me the most because there was heat. There was something when she was going after something. The other stuff, even the Superman with the villain, it's just like, okay, 
Like I've been here before. There is an interesting tweak. You'll see what that is. There is an interesting tweak to it. I just want them to build this faster, like go there, but they're not going to do that. So I nope. will watch. I've watched the first two episodes. I will watch the third. I don't know how far I'm going to get. It looks great. You know, for the CW, they're doing the, the flying you know, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of that okay. is fine. I, I, I can't hate on it. I think for the CW, they're doing what they need to do. All right. Well, I mean, that is kind of what it is. Yeah. You know, with that. So again, we had the movies, but TV wise, we had what Lois and Clark, which is mm-hmm. the Dean Cain type, and then we had Smallville, and now we have Superman and Lois. And you have to pay attention. The one's name is Lois and Clark. So that's them meeting and, you know, the tension and, you know, Mm -hmm. procedural stuff. Smallville, true CW, pre-CW, but true teenage stuff. And then now this. So this generation has to pay their dues. (laughs) (laughs) They just have to get on with it. It may not be for everybody. So thanks for that. Now, Debris on NBC is here you got a chance to see what one episode two i'm not sure and you know really what's going on here this is not a peacock original this is legit on nbc and i know we don't we don't go to nbc as much for some reason i don't know why but you know here we are here we are uh you know it's just inventory are you gonna put something on that i want to say something about because everybody we watch but we don't review everything and it's for numerous reasons. One of them is we don't just want to badmouth things. That's not why we're here. It's why watch that. So if I can't come up with a compelling thing to say about it, good or bad or indifferent, then we're not going to talk about it. Now for no. Debris. Debris uh, was created by someone who worked on Fringe. So they had me at the H in hello, if you say that. Well, what's going on in this first episode? And that the creator is J.H. Wyman. So we have two characters One, a CIA operative played by Jonathan Tucker, who was in Parenthood, among other things. And the other played by Ryan Steele from across the pond, an MI6 operative. They're working together. Why? Now, they both have ulterior motives. You know, they're watching the other. They have intel on the other. Don't share this information with them. You have your own secret side mission. All of that stuff. They both have handlers who are in their ears. But you know, over the course of the show, if they have enough time, something's going to develop between them. I don't know what, you know, this is going to come out. It's going to create a problem. But the reason they've been conjoined is that an alien spacecraft has entered our universe, damaged, and the debris has been falling to Earth. Oh, my. Now, Finola Jones, played by Ryan, her father was the foremost expert on this when it happened. Where is he now? So that's a little wrinkle in her storyline. And Brian, played by Jonathan, he has a past where he had to be, like, rescued in, in essence. I won't tell you exactly what that means in order to do this. So what's up with him? So this debris has been falling What does it do? That's the question. I'm going to tell you this. You don't want to touch it. (laughs) Okay. We see in in the opening, of course, there is this black market for these pieces. If you can get your hands on it. So we see this deal going down. One of the pieces of debris gets out. Somebody touches it. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I'm not going to tell you what happens. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens. You won't necessarily know. It was, but it was like, oh, okay. You don't want to touch it. 
So the people who are in the know, they have ways of approaching debris and, and seeing what kind of energy it's giving off and all this other stuff. But the question is, it's a race to get all of these pieces. Because if you have all of the pieces, you have the spacecraft. What can you learn if you do? Also, this debris doesn't do one thing. It does several things. So this is why they can have a show. It's not like it does one thing and that's it. It's like a fringe kind of thing where you go, oh, it does this. Oh, it does that. Oh, it could do this. And you see that even in the first episode, you see how it affects people if they touch it. You also see something else. It can get into your thoughts. I'll put it oh that way. Gosh, and manifest. Why? Oh, Lordy. So from the first episode, here's what I would say. The thought, if you like fringe, the thought of it is comforting. It's like, okay, yes, I'm back in the sci-fi TV. This, you know, even X-Files kind of stuff, all of that, Twilight Zone, like that genre. When they are in that interesting part of the story, I'm good. The question's gonna be when they get into the personal, is that gonna work? And I would caution them, we don't need a lot of heart, a lot of emotion. We don't, unless it's really good. Now, Fringe did it well, but we have to have enough science and science fiction in particular to balance with that. So that's the question. I don't know. Based on just a pilot, it was good enough definitely to recommend to people who like the shows I mentioned before, cautiously, a cautious recommendation, just to start it and see whether it builds in a way that you like. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking about building in the way that you like or not and ending, I mean, abruptly. Series finale, they're saying, Ref, of WandaVision. Yeah. Now, you have been a trooper. You have seen every episode. Every one of them. Tell us. Should I go back and restart it? I think that, okay, here's the deal. We have mm-hmm. ended the WandaVision saga because i mean the internet explodes with each episode yes it just didn't do a lot of exploding in the first three episodes just Mm -hmm. to remind everybody we have wanda maximoff coming fresh off of the utter destruction of thanos the war that went in place people having had disappeared and disintegrated for whatever five years yeah and you know she had to go and fight and she you watch some of those endings in um in yeah in game she got knocked out of the way but she went toe to toe with thanos and that's important to point out for this series mm-hmm. she of course absorbed her her powers from the mind stone loki's staff that mm-hmm. when you crack it open it, it reveals the actual mind stone and she's grieving because at the end of endgame even at the end of Infinity War, the love of her life, who is Vision, was killed by Thanos. We know that. So in her grief, just a brief recap, she goes to this small town called Westview. And for some reason, she decides to go to this empty kind of lot in this neighborhood. And she can't take anymore and starts to grieve. And all of a sudden, something comes out of her, mm. creating this pitch-perfect little town. Yeah. Taking place in the 50s. <laughs> and it's I Love Lucy meets Bewitched meets, you know, everybody. Hi, Hank. Hi, Carol. And <laughs> it's in black and white. Fast forward. For some reason, with each episode, it starts to go through time of these epic television shows like The Brady Bunch. And then we morph into 
full house, if you morph into modern family, why is this happening? Hmm. Now, on the flip side, reality we're talking about, there is um, SWORD, which is, I guess, the new... Shield you know, or something? It's, it's Hydra infiltrated, you know, mm. shield, and they had to get rid of it, so now they have sword. And they are all concerned because in this bubble that Wanda created, there are real people trapped in there, but they're in this, like, role that she is having them play. Mm-hmm. Now, the question becomes, is that ideal for them? How do they feel about it when they're awakened out of this ultra alternative reality the show that they're in are they enjoying themselves are they being kept against their will what is actually happening to the people in the town the sword's going to get to the bottom of it by any means necessary so we have a reckoning that is happening and the last time we talked it was revealed that one of the nosy neighbors sorry i'm sorry there'll be some spoilers i'm not going to spoil everything but yeah, just do that 30-second forward button or yep, whatever. Mm-hmm. We gave you time. The last time we talked, the nosy neighbor, who was sort of the neighbor that took care of the kids because Wanda and Vision had kids, two twi- uh, twin boys. Turns out... How'd that happen? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, What's her reality? It's hard. Right, I mean, exactly. is Vision real? You know, exactly. Vision's dead. There so what is it, really? And the thing about it is, that nosy neighbor mm. was always around for some reason, she has clarity of thought, whereas mm. everybody else in the town does not. Why? Mm. Well, it is revealed that she is, in the comic books, one of the Scarlet Witch's nemesis slash mentor mm. slash, you know, mm-hmm. she's just up to no good, but doing good. I, you never know. Agatha. <laughs> oh, Agatha. Now, Agatha Harkness is well-known sorceress witch, whose time dates back to the Salem trials. That was her. Mm -hmm. And her mother and everybody around. So one of the episodes is giving you this deep origin. And I'm not going to tell you what happens when you cross Agatha because them witches had her ready to burn at the stake. Why are witches trying to burn a witch? Right. Tells you about the heart of Agatha. Hmm. Mm. So now we enter into a phase where... Agatha and Wanda are facing head to head and she has to reveal to Wanda who she thinks she is. Now the question dun 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 is what is that? Who is that? Because there is an ancient prophecy of a particular witch who Agatha has been searching through the centuries to find and this particular witch that Agatha's like I need to warn you about this one is almost all powerful enough to destroy the universe. Ooh, remember what I talked about with Thanos? Yes. Smells like trouble. Mm-hmm. And you also said this is a series finale. Right. So, how does Agatha get Wanda to tell her how she created this alternate world because no witch has ever been able to do it before? And so then we go back in time and we see they incorporate some of the scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. that happened to the behind the scenes to see how Wanda arrived in her earlier days before she joined the Avengers. Cause remember age of Ultron, she was doing some crazy stuff and mm-hmm. it caused a, wreaked a lot of havoc. We find out why we also find out why we've been going through these decades of television. 
Mm-hmm. We find out why. We find out why she's so connected to Vision. It's more than, oh, he was just nice. There's our reason. Yeah. Why is that? And then you get to the finale. I'm going to dance yeah. like Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> yes. So we get to the finale. In that whole revelation of Agatha trying to get to the bottom of who Wanda is because she suspects something. Mm. We find that the outside forces have found a way inside by resurrecting, I will say, someone in some form. Mm. And that someone in some form comes face to face with vision. (laughs) Now, just so you know, everybody, the ref is pointing at herself like she is (laughs) Dr. Evil. Okay, so just so you know. (laughs) This person or thing, whatever you want to call it, comes back and his he's got a mission. The only way to get to Wanda is to get to Vision. But Wanda is not taking this lightly. She's going to try to protect her man, but she's got Agatha to deal with. And Agatha pulls some spells out of her witch sleeve and has everything in a ruckus. But all of that causes Wanda to reach deep inside and we are revealed something. We know who she is. Yeah. Yes, I'm not going to say it just in case people are like, I don't know it. For those of you who know, vibe me, critic, you already know. Mm-hmm. It is revealed that she is yeah. something. The hair starts blowing. W- yes, the, the wind machine. <laughs> Brian Carey's jealous. So is Beyonce. <laughs> wind machine is blowing. A new outfit emerges. And all of a sudden, we have this new being. The question is, does Wanda want to be who she was destined to be? Mm -hmm. Or does she give her powers to Agatha in order to save her family? Mm. The choice may or may not shock you. Yeah. Because remember, this is a series finale. Finale, yeah. So that's where I'm going to lay it. I mean, there's some juicy stuff. Meanwhile, you know, you've got other people who have fully realized their powers, you know, in the Captain uh, Marvel universe that's going to appear. Be sure to watch to the end. You know, there's two extra scenes, we'll say. Mm -hmm. So be sure to watch the fullness of the two extra scenes. They explain why Quicksilver from the X-Men series was in this one. Mm. Kind of, kind of. Mm -hmm. And then the question really becomes, what comes of Wanda? What comes of her newfound situation? And is she really willing to let go of Vision? And what did Vision do before it all ended? Because that is why the internet is freaking out. Mm-hmm. So that's WandaVision. Back to your question. Should you watch it? It's 30 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes. It's Just do it. I mean, just get through it. The first three episodes, in my opinion, is hogwash. Like, they could have gotten to these places much faster instead of the finale feeling like a, you know, you feeling like, oh, whoa, the train wreck. And the writing is challenging. If you just want the information, look it up. Mm -hmm. If not, watch WandaVision because eventually you will. Yeah. You just will. Yeah. So there you have that. Now we need to move on to something we both saw. This is our sneak peek and we have genius. Aretha. It's called genius. Yeah. Aretha. Yeah. Genius. Aretha. Mm. Okay. What does that mean? Well, this is another Nat Geo's iteration of the genius series. 
First, we had Einstein. Second, we had Picasso. Now we have um, Aretha. And then the next one is Martin Luther King. Martin Luther the King. Oh, boy. That... We are continuing. In... <laughs> I'll be interested to see how they tell that story. So will I. Well, I was interested to see how they tell that story. Well, <laughs> you know what? There's a situation ship, right? Happening here. <laughs> um. So here's the deal. It's on for four consecutive nights. It starts March 21st. It is, what, an hour per episode. Yeah. Eight episodes. <sighs> the reason why I'm doing this, Critic, is because mm. it's Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Already we have... And, and this is Cynthia Revo. This some people got yeah. my mom was like, "Oh, the movie's out already." It's like, no, this no. is not a movie. This is a TV series. It's not a TV movie, you know, like that. It's an anthology series that we're gonna follow one particular person, Aretha Franklin. It is from her childhood to later mm-hmm. on, Cynthia Revo, not Jennifer Hudson. Right. So, critic, why don't you? We're gonna both talk about it, but why don't you take us through? where we're starting Aretha's life because, you know, you've seen the previous two genius yes. iterations. So you kind of get a sense of what they'll be doing, what is going on here. Yeah. And and in the genius series, they do a lot of flashback, flash forward. It's just a lot of that going on. The same thing here. I will say, compared to the previous two, there's more Cynthia Revo than we had of the adult versions of Einstein and Picasso. Gotcha. So, um, and now I saw the first four episodes. I did as well. So we, we, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also just to let everyone know, uh, it will be on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, it will stream the next day and it will live there and so on. Now, I'm not going to tell you in the order of the show. I'm just going to tell you what it is about. Okay. We do have, like the ref was saying, young Aretha Franklin, 12. Okay. Her dad, who's a preacher, a traveling preacher, famous C.L. Franklin, played by Courtney B. Vance. Who else? Don't play that. Exactly. Who else? And, you know, Aretha's 12. So this is a while ago. You know, they're in the South. What's that experience like? Also, C.L. sees that his daughter Aretha is special. She's destined to be a star. He has other daughters. She has older sisters who can sing. Not like her. And he wants to take her on the road, his little traveling caravan. They're all adults with this 12-year-old. And these adults don't act like she's 12. None of them, I tell you that. They befriend her in different ways. Not even her daddy. Not even her daddy. Some of them treat her like they're her enemy because she gets solos and other stuff. I mean, this is like ridiculous. It's like you are like 40 and this girl is 12 and you're looking at her going, because if you know Aretha's story, everybody, I'm not giving it away. She gives birth. She becomes a mother at 12. Okay. We adjust my shirt. And they like, where's How? your baby? How? Well, we won't get into that. You will have yeah. to watch it to find out. Now she meets through her father because her father, he ain't the preacher that you're thinking about everybody. He will have a, you know, a get together at home with secular music and all other kinds of stuff. Well, it was explained like this. He's mm-hmm. a preacher who loves Sunday morning, but also loves Saturday night. That's what they <laughs> said. <laughs> That's what they said. Look, he more than loves Saturday night. I'm going to tell you that. He is enjoying <laughs> every letter of Saturday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, they could do a song like Respect and spell it out for him. <laughs> now, at one of these get-togethers, Aretha just ends up there. You know, she wants to be there. She's not supposed to be. She's sitting on the steps. You know that thing that you do as a kid. CL sees and said, come on down here, Aretha. And, and she meets <laughs> Dinah Washington. And Dinah gives her some advice, so she follows it. Now, Dinah also has a manager, a man who's there trying to help her out. And the ref is doing that in air quotes. <laughs> now, look. A man manager. Uh, uh, yes. No, you got to make this clear because Aretha's 12. She's 12. Everybody else is 40. Just think of it like that. Or 50. And they cast a little girl, not like, yes. an, a, a, you know, Cynthia. She you looks know, like right? she's 10 at the oldest. I mean, really, she sings like she's 10. She looks like she's 10. She's got a little doll. Anyway. And uh, this man is Ted White, uh, played by Malcolm Barrett. Now, if you know who Ted White is, you know what this means for Aretha. Should I give that away, Rafa? Should I let them Yes, watch? you have okay. to. It's a Tina Ike thing. Yeah. We'll just say that. Well, there you go. Because later on, that's her husband. Well, think of the music that Aretha sings. Somebody had to, they, they, she wrote some of that stuff. And it was Ain't some no experience. Way. Yes. Me to love, you know, if you won't let me. Now, what does not letting me love you mean? What does that look like? He's got a drinking problem and yeah. he is a pimp. So well, there you go. Among other things. <laughs> he was supposed but to be look, giving up the pimping. Pimp. I mean, we listeners, he's not pimping. Oh, no, he, he is a pimp. He's a pimp. And they like see it. And you're like, what? And like, and then you see it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's pimping. Like, like, no, you know, he's a pimp. He's a pimp. And then he wants to be a manager and he thinks he can pimp everybody on Aretha's behalf. Now, Aretha, uh, Cynthia Revo's version, we see how her career begins, how it escalates, how she becomes the queen of soul, how she gets involved in the civil rights movement. That's how Dr. King comes in. Comes in. Okay. You'll see what that is like. It's like, oh, okay. And so on and so forth. Wait, and, are you? Don't insinuate that there was. Well, I, I don't know. I'm telling you what the show gave me. I don't know. You have, you can watch it and find out what that means. Now look. Now <laughs> <laughs> look here. So you, if you know Aretha's career, early on she couldn't find her sound. She wasn't pleased. You know they had her singing jazz music. That wasn't her sound. How did she find it? You can see that play out here. Who helps her find it? Who helps her? It might be surprising to her. Yes, it sure was surprising. And to Ted White. (laughs) Okay, when they walk in. It's like, well, that's what you asked for. Okay. Now, look, I like some of Aretha's stuff in all genres. Don't matter to me. But you got to find yourself. You know, you got to accent. Chewing the pause. Like, that stuff is great. Okay. So we see all of that build. We see, like the ref was saying, it's like an Ike and Tina thing going on here. We see, you know, especially her older sister, what that relationship is like, because she has a record deal. How do they work together? We know that writing songs and Aretha playing the piano, it's just great to see that, to be reminded that Aretha wasn't just standing there singing. No, she was not. This family was so talented. They were like the Jacksons. They really are. That's why it's called Gene. Well, they're from Detroit. So, I mean, well, you know. Yeah, you know. there you go. So, I mean, this is what you see. And you see how other people come into Aretha's life. Is she always going to take what Ted is given? Can she extricate herself from him as needed? What about her father? 
when she grows up? How does she rely on him or not? What does he think about what she's doing or not? Who's the superstar? Mm. And where does she get her talent from exactly? Because I haven't mentioned her mother. Mm -hmm. Okay. She pops up. I won't tell you how. And you'll see that in the show. I think, Ref, that's enough for what this is about. Now. I have something to say. Yes, please. Okay. I I, I do want to say this. Mm -hmm. My mom went to one of those caravan. She's seen many of them, but she saw Aretha at a very young age. I think they're either the same age or Aretha's a little bit older than my mom. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this. She recalls, she said it was in the Backwoods Church. And, you know, Reverend Franklin was huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, just huge. Yeah. And whenever he came into town, it was a thing. Everybody just dropped. My mom, you know, she grew up in a small town in Kentucky. And she said it was standing room only, which the show talks about. We see, you know, what happens when they're standing room only. Mm. When Reverend Franklin sees there's only standing room only, he's going to want to, you know, yeah. participate in the receipts <laughs> <laughs> a little more. And um, she said when she saw little Retha. Riri. Riri. They called her Riri. She said, Riri, sing. She said that little 12-year-old got on that piano and it was transforming, my mom said. Mm-hmm. She had never heard a sound like that, and especially not coming out of a 12-year-old. Yeah. And she sounded like a grown woman, but there was something about her delivery. Now, let's talk about the show. Sometimes... We like to idealize things mm-hmm. or we turn them into stories instead of discussing what makes a genius a genius. Mm. What makes a genius a genius isn't because someone has a couple hits. It's because at a very young age, most geniuses show that. And in this case, the, the little girl who's playing Aretha, cute little girl. Oh, yeah. There's a couple scenes where she had to go there and cry, you know, and I was like, whoa, okay. Beautiful voice. Not knocking that little girl's talent. But I grew up in gospel and I know gospel. Yeah. And what we're getting out of this movie, good singing, not gonna lie, ain't the gospel Mm. that brings people that don't work all day and go to the backwoods of a church (laughs) to hear singing. Mm. And that's the issue that I have with whenever you do Aretha and Cynthia too, I cannot, not, I'm, I know this Cynthia is a freaking amazing singer. Like yeah. she is, I've seen her live. It is jaw dropping, mm. but to do Aretha, mm-hmm. there is a something in your soul that has you better. You grew up on cornbread and collard greens. Like it, mm. it is Fat it just, pig's it feet. is. All of that, all of that. Even though she grew up in Detroit, those people are from the South. And there's a sound, there's a sound, a weight to the sound. Stank. Aretha has, there's stank, but beauty. Beauty. There's there's so much in the sound. It's it's a jambalaya. It's a gumbo, not a beautiful soup. Mm -hmm. You know, the the soup, and and I'm saying that only, yes. Not a lobster bisque. No. <laughs> Cynthia can sing. Yes. But Aretha's voice needs gospel. And I did not get that from a little girl. And I'm sorry to say this. For me, 
it didn't quite work with Cynthia either. I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't. Yeah. And, and and again, she is brilliant. Hands down. Who am I to say? You yeah. know, who am I? Who are we to say anything? But for me and having a, a family members who actually attended those things. And mm -hmm. I grew up on gospel, singing gospel with a father who was a preacher and a pastor. Yes, ma'am. Them from the South. I know those people. My mm. mom knew Rev yes. Franklin. She knew him. Mm. And to me, that's what's missing here. And I'm not going to compare Jennifer Hudson because they did release the little sizzler, teasler of her yeah. singing respect. Jennifer did grow up on that stuff. Yes. You know, she did come out of the gospel church, the gospel church. So there is some a little bit of weight to this. So I say this. And I, and I will gladly turn this over to you because I, I really stuck my mouth foot in it. I'm so sorry because, again, I'm not. Cynthia is amazing. She she just is. Mm -hmm. She just is an amazing artist. And for me, yeah. Aretha is not to be touched <laughs> unless you're going to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Then let's not do this genius series. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's that's what I, the, the writing. Susan Laurie Parks is the showrunner of this. She um, is a playwright and a tour de force on the stage. I did find the writing challenging. Mm -hmm. I have not, however, watched the other two genius. So mm -hmm. I didn't know about the, that it's back and forth. Yeah. So I wasn't really ready for that. Whereas you probably were a little more embracing that. I didn't finish it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, it has nothing to do with Cynthia Revo's talent or, yeah. you know, all that. It just did not gel and work for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, and I'm I'm just going to tell y'all, I, I respect these people. That's why I watched four episodes. That's why I got that far. I have such deep respect, like you were saying, right, for Cynthia Revo. No pun intended. <laughs> ah, there we go. I keep doing it by mistake. <laughs> uh, I R-E-S-P-E-C-T these people. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We need a bridge over trouble water here because. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because I'm telling y'all, ain't no way. Get out. Stop right now. <laughs> This matches Aretha Franklin because like what the ref was saying about just the portrayal of Aretha herself, the whole show is like that. They are dealing with some tough stuff, but it's polite almost. Yeah, it's very shiny. Where is the dirt? Where's the grit? The nasty? Do it. You're talking about it. You are showing it, but it's almost like they're gun shy. I don't know that they had enough time to think about how to do this, how to prepare it, how to prepare Cynthia to do it, because Cynthia's voice is not Aretha's voice. How can you get that out of her? You can. She just needs more time. Audra McDonald figured out how to sing like Billie Holiday. OK, you know how long it took her? Years. She was workshopping it for years because she's going, I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm not going to do it. Andrew Day playing Billie Holiday, her idol her whole life. She smoked. Did you know that? Well, to get down because you can't. Mm. As a singer, you can't mm -hmm. get. You can't get down there like that. Yeah, like consistency, all yeah. of that. She smoked. I don't think you know. Does re, you know Cynthia? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So watching this, they start with Cynthia singing a song. You'll see what that is. And I'm going, that is not Aretha. It's just what your reaction. You're like, oh, wait a minute. No, Cynthia can sing. We, I mean, she's an amazing singer. It's, it doesn't have the expansive quality of Aretha Franklin. Also, 
And they show real footage. Yeah, well, they do that too. We don't want to hear it. No. I don't want to hear the real Aretha and then somebody has to follow that. Yeah, no. And she doesn't look like Aretha as well. So you have to get over that obstacle. It's just a lot in the way of this. And and the other thing is, Cynthia's style of, of singing is more legato, smooth and connected. That ain't Aretha. Aretha's talking. Listen to it. That is, this is where the ref is going when there's so much in her voice. There's the grit, but there's beauty. And, there, and she is getting to something in those songs. Okay, just listen to them. That yeah. is how she sings. It is a conversation. Well, because she's living some yeah. of that stuff. Yes. You're when no she good, said you're heart no good heartbreaker. heartbreaker. Yeah. yeah, see, we both You're a liar and a cheat. <laughs> Why don't we go to the same song? That's hilarious. I know. I... <laughs> but you know, she's not singing it. You're no good. It's yes. talking. Heartbreaker. It's like, oh, okay. Somebody has arrived. And the other problem is one of the sisters started singing. I was like, that sounds more like Aretha. The mama played by Antonique Smith. Wait till you hear her sing. And it's not like, it's not that you have to be Aretha. It has to be the style. Wait till you hear that mama singing in the church. I was like, wait a minute. Why? See, you are putting Cynthia in a bind. Yeah, you're setting her up for something that, yeah. So this is just problematic if you're an Aretha Franklin fan because it just doesn't feel like her at all in any way. I can't say that I, I that I even smelled a bit of Aretha no. at all. Now, if you want to know her story, maybe watch it. But right. then we have this movie respect coming. I mean, do you wait for that? I mean, you do have Jennifer Hudson, you know. Who does yeah. sing in that way, yeah. even when she's singing. Right. <laughs> What's she wakes up and sings like, yes. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you got all kinds of people in there. Now, I will say to go to the positive. We love to end on positives. Courtney Do B. We? Vance. <laughs> Courtney B. Vance was having a blast. He was having a good time. You know what I wanted? I wanted it to be about him. <laughs> and then, and like we could have him when he's younger with Anthony playing his wife. And that would have been more interesting to me. And having Pauletta Washington as his mama. Now you wait till that slap comes, okay? <laughs> I wasn't expecting yeah. that slap, boy. So, you know, that's the issue here, everybody. But like the ref was saying, they are airing it on four consecutive nights, two episodes per night. It will be all on Hulu. If you have interest, we are not stopping you, of course, from watching it, but we are telling you the deal. So don't go in going, oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. It is not amazing. It is not amazing. Unfortunately, we wish it were, but it's not. Well, there you have it. That's our TV talk for this segment. Uh, you got a lot of choices here, a lot of different choices. And we suggest that you consider before you engage <laughs> and put some respect <laughs> on my name. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.